have so many tabs open of just awful, awful drawings. I know. <laughs> drawings are so good. There's so many. Drawings are so good. I'll move thing outside. Surfing in with room I love. I've seen too much of more room. Welcome, Starfarers, to the F-Plus Podcast, an empathic place with open-hearted people and terrible things read with enthusiasm. In the room, we have Boots Rain Gear. The hybrid children are very different from third-density humans. They are coming from a fourth-density society where they are operating a much, much higher energetic vibration than normal humans. Nutshell Gulag! Through an ET regression, I wholeheartedly connected with my Zeus-like Pleiadian counterpart. I remembered making a beautiful agreement with him about always remembering his essence so he could guide my way back to the stars in this Earth life. Hey, hey! We've got Dijon Dejour! This is important to understand because, as some mothers may have 20 to 50 genetic children... And Lemon. Comment from January 14th, 2015. Whoa. That makes so much sense. I'm walking on both I'm walking on both sides. I'm walking on both sides. Cause I'm walking on both sides. I'm walking on both sides. Hey, F Plus. Hi, Lemon. Hi. Oh, hey. Hey, how do you all feel about the continuation of the species? Oof. Let this generation be the last. (laughs) Well, that sounds very selfish. (laughs) You want to be the one just riding it out? Is that what you want? You want to make sure, if you're not in the history books at the beginning, you're going to be in there at the end? That's what you're going for? To be fair, nature seems to be going along with my plans, so yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Live scared, leave a desiccated corpse. Just remember to prop me up with a party hat on my head so that when oh, somebody okay. finds yeah, me yeah, like yeah. 500 years later. Okay, yeah, so it'll be a nice like... Uh, environmental storytelling, yeah. Yeah, it'll be a fallout tableau. <laughs> oh, this one was playing with a horse. Um, uh, well, I uh, I want to tell you uh, about a, uh, a great community, a great community that has invested in uh, the continuation of... Uh, the human species and about the betterment of the human species. Um, mm-hmm. uh, we're going to be going to a uh, a site uh, presented to us by a lovely username named Smallest Sasquatch. Um, so we got a do- we got a document here from Smallest Sasquatch, and uh, and what we're looking at is uh, a website called HybridChildrenCommunity.com. Hybrid, hybrid, hybrid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, well, okay, <laughs> that's a great question. That's a great question. So we They're are a family. On, on food and electricity. <laughs> yeah. A little bit of solar. We are a family, <laughs> tribe, and community of like-hearted people. Because I wouldn't want to use mind in here, right? <laughs> um, we are a family, tribe, and community of like-hearted people that give that are living our highest joy in all ways that we can imagine. Our passions vary wildly, and that makes our group stronger, evolve faster, and brings a full spectrum of experiences that causes us to become more of our authentic selves. We are excited to live by our highest vibrational values, (laughs) which is a link. And this aids in shifting us to higher dimensions. We all enjoy going on adventures with other people, which is why we've created a large variety of adventures to go on with you. 
The purpose of the hybrid children community is to connect hybrid children with their human families. <laughs> Aww. Looks like we're in second gear now. <laughs> Our mission is to create a high-frequency cocoon based on the guidance we receive from the kids to reflect... I, I think I've read this Murakami book. <laughs> Don't get that. Um, to reflect a vibration to, of the reality to boost us and support us and remembering and remembering. That's re-hyphen-membering. Re-mem- so, not rem- so not remembering, it's, it's but the like... dismembering. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you remember when I gave you a good membering? <laughs> we're gonna re- We're going to revisit that membering. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Just such a sexy word. Anyway, uh, remembering and awakening our more infinite galactic selves. Um, so this uh, this is a website um, of, of community. There's a whole lot of sort of community photos. There's a lot of uh, kind of like, oh, I would say like sort of rich hippie types uh, hanging out in uh, what I'm guessing to be sort of like California or Colorado. Sedona. Um, yeah, it's 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 definitely like summer camp for white middle class adults. Yeah, in these photographs. yeah I, was about, I was about to say I'm like playing Where's Waldo in all of the photos, except just looking for black people. I was just well, okay. That's, <laughs> well, it's going to be quite a difficult game luck. for you. I was just noticing that if you scroll down to the footer, it gives you Kirk's phone number. <laughs> huh? <laughs> there's a Facebook page. There's a Facebook group. There's a YouTube channel, and then there's Kirk's phone number. That's just oh. in the footer. Yeah. Anyway, the email uh, the email goes to Bridget though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, so Bridget uh, handles a lot of this. Uh, Boots, I have some questions for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have some answers freak- for yeah, you. Great. Yeah, great. Um, so, uh, so you're Bridget Nielsen, and a uh, question for you: uh, Who are the hybrid children? Um, yeah, me. I'm Bridget Nielsen, not the one from Rocky Four. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. To be clear, um, <laughs> not the Red Sonia one, right? Not the Red Sonia one. Um, okay, I'm, that's the same yeah, one. Yeah, not the one from Cobra. <laughs> The hybrid children are a genetic blend of human and extraterrestrial zeta reticuli slash gray DNA. At the moment, the children reside in a different dimension, but they will be <laughs> arriving on Earth in the relatively near future. They're excited about coming, and we, the parents, can't wait for their arrival. Everyone involved in the hybridization program, whether Which means he or- fucking, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's what the hybridization so. program is? That's what they're all doing at that summer camp. <laughs> um, whether he or she remembers here in physical reality, made a soul agreement before coming into this lifetime to take part in the agenda to awaken humankind to our infinite expressions and reunite us with our galactic family. Oh, God. During yeah. the... I, I, have, I have a bunch of kids. You don't know them. They're in Canada, in a different dimension. <laughs> they're on Venus, in the eighth dimension. <laughs> During the hybridization program, five hybrid races were created, including the whoa, okay, mm-hmm. yeah. including the Shalanaya Yayi. And Assassin-y civilizations. Yeah. They have they have essential asses. Yeah, <laughs> the Shalanaya. How hard is that to As- say? It's hard for me. <laughs> Clearly, Assassini. Assassini. Sh- uh, what? Assassini. <laughs> wow! Wow! I think you're getting bullied, Boots. I think I am. 
the Shalanaya, those who come, those who will come first. Well, it's very considerate. Yeah. <laughs> very, very, very considerate lovers. Mm-hmm. Um, will be the first to make open contact with Earth. Their ship, known as the Phoenix Lights, was seen across the state of Arizona in March of 1997. Our immediate genetic hybrid children, known as the Freelancers, are hitching a ride with the Shalanaya and are with them on their ships. The group of children, sorry, this group of children are not part of a hybrid civilization. They'll be part of our human civilization. So are you a a W4 uh, hybrid child or are you freelance? I'm a a Johnson and Johnson hybrid child. (laughs) I'm still an intern hybrid child, but they they swear I'll become a full time eventually. Well, you know, depending on how your your next review goes, I suppose. (laughs) Uh, We will become the sixth hybrid race, galactic humans. Many parents communicate in dream time with their children. Some shift dimensions when they are asleep to aid and assist the children with lessons they will need in order to acclimate to our society. Humans 101. Oh, we got to take the basic Mm. shit. Mm. Well, this sounds, uh, this is interesting. So now that I'm here, I'm wondering, I think probably the same question that the rest Mm -hmm. of you all are wondering. uh, Do I have hybrid children? (laughs) <laughs> if you've synchronistically landed on this website, it is likely that you're participating in some way with a hybridization program and are choosing the reality of experiencing the incredible awakening. Okay, I didn't see a terms of service. I didn't see a TOS when I went to this website. Like. Well, we, God, I, I, I was not ready for the burden of parenthood, but now that I've visited this website. Thanks sorry, a lot, dude. smallest Sasquatch. Sorry, Bruce, you are now officially five light years behind on your child support payments. God damn it. (laughs) And that's a measure of distance. (laughs) I hope you have a lot of postage. Thank you. By the way, thank you. Thank you so much for forcing him to do that. Like, I really appreciate you. You forcing him. Because I could tell. I could tell that he didn't want to correct you on that. (laughs) That he wanted to just let it go and be like, eh, it's fair enough. It's a space joke. But he couldn't do it. It was actually a use of distance. I was, I, was, I was trying to justify it in my head, and then I realized I was wasting time, so I had to make words come out of my mouth. Um, most people who have been abducted have hybrid children. Tap your heart and truly ask your soul the question, am I part of this program, and do I have hybrid children? Which uh, is the question you just asked me. Yes, I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I'm going to answer the same thing again. Can I institute a rule uh, that the next time, or the, the rest of this episode, uh, when you run into the word soul, you have to say it like soul train? <laughs> How do you say it like soul train? Soul! Oh. Soul! Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Ask your soul the question. Ah. <laughs> Uh, listen, and the answer will come. You know what is true for you. Trust yourself. <laughs> if you'd like additional confirmation of your ET experiences or meet your hybrid children, you can contact us for a session. Oh, or to ask us any questions or to ask or to ask us oh, any questions to continue your excitement in these new discoveries. Validate your ET interactions and connect with your hybrid children. Okay, I boots. Uh, apparently, mm-hmm. there's a whole bunch of one of the things that I know about you, Bridget Nielsen, is people yeah. seem to ask you a bunch of questions frequently. 
Yeah. Like the, the frequently asked questions section goes on for goddamn ever. So yeah, I'm going to yeah. skip a bit because uh, okay. now that I know that I have hybrid children by going to this website, uh, how, where, what should I name them? How do you I don't want to be talking about the Pleiadian, Syrian, Arcturian, Orion, oh Anukag? I guess, I guess I don't. I really know. Anunnaki, Zeta Reticuli, Upsilon. Okay. No. Uh, no, I just want to. I just want to name. Now that I have my hybrid children, I want to name them. Uh, uh, if you have questions for uh, naming my hybrid children, uh, naming hybrid children, which is <laughs> like, like, people often ask me this question: naming hybrid children. Colon, <laughs> you talk now. <laughs> the hybrid children are able to choose names for themselves, but they don't identify with them the way we do in our current human culture. You know, our our one human culture. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a Star Trek rule. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, they understand that they are infinite beings that have many expressions of excitement. They choose names that are associated with the nature and natural things that match their vibration. Mm-hmm. They're teaching us our interconnection with all living things. So, ex- <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Samples. that's the light that they're, they're their vibrations. Yeah. The names of like so. So just and- like listen, nobody, <laughs> nobody would name nobody would name a human child these things. Obviously. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, go on. <laughs> okay, so examples are Lily Luna and Juniper Sage. Outrageous! What have the good old fashioned names like Apple and Moon Unit Zappa? Moxie <laughs> <laughs> Crime Fighter. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, when connecting with your hybrid children, tune in. They'll share their names with you. They may be playful and have you nickname them for now before they land on Earth. Uh, okay. okay. And, then, and then uh, next question. When are the hybrid kids landing? No one knows for sure. Thanks. <laughs> uh, there are many timelines of how the landing will occur, so it depends on how we humans expand our frequency and live as our natural selves. Man, I <laughs> so, think I was never going to get fooled by vaporware again, <laughs> but, oh, vapor babies? <laughs> <laughs> so babies in early access. <laughs> oh, these are the star citizens. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> ah! Woo! Take that, kumquat. <laughs> Uh, so we're the energy of the reality where they can appear. We have to raise our vibrations to a level where the high-frequency children can arrive. It could be as early as 2015 for the first group of hybrids to land on the isolated communities described below. It could be as late as 2033, but we are sure that many, many people alive today will have the privilege of greeting the hybrid children when they touch down. Cool. And then uh, where will they live, these hybrid kids? Oh, the yeah. first hybrid children to arrive on Earth will live in small communities in pristine, isolated locations around the planet. These communities will have been created by humans who have raised their vibrations to a level where they can interact with the higher frequencies of the hybrids. <laughs> Twice. So, the, so they'll live just <laughs> generally everywhere except for it'll be nice. Is, yeah. that, is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, cool. And, and, by, and then, and by, and then what by, are they? And what by they people eat? that people can afford this, to to spend their time on this bullshit. Sure, sure. And what what do they eat? Uh, oh, uh, different hybrid children will have different diets. The first to come will likely be vegetarians and vegans. The higher frequency kids, oh, higher frequency kids, great, will only consume organic living liquids. They're 
vampires. Some will not eat at all, but will receive their nourishment directly from the the electromagnetic field, as many ETs do. So would that be like uh, kombucha? Would that be? It's blood. Be... It's blood. Yeah, They're yeah, vampires. It's, it's, it's definitely oh. blood. <laughs> all right. Or, or maple um, syrup. Uh, okay, and then, and then we've got some, uh, some sort of visual woo, uh, which is, uh, There's... pretty, mm-hmm. what's that? <laughs> I was just... Hey, <laughs> look, it's the Triforce <laughs> symbol, yeah, yeah. boy, yeah. you sure you do find that everywhere. The Triforce. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. the Legend of Zelda are Triforce. They, are they hybrid children or Hylian children? Oh. Oh. Uh, but anyway, um, we're going to, uh, move on to the next section. Um, uh, Dijon... Do you think you can tell me about our hybrid galactic family? Yes, I'm. Oh, I'm Kirk Nielsen. You are Kirk Nielsen. Uh, I would re- I would re- no recommend relation. you don't you don't click on the link until you're done uh, because the drawings are fantastic. Every drawing on this website is fantastic. Well, I'll have to look at my own drawings later. Uh, first, I have to tell you about my five hybrid civilizations that have been produced from the Gray Alien Hybrid Program. Shalinaya, Sasani, from Essasani, Bashar Civilization, and three others. The, the Shalinaya will be the first to make contact. The Sasani will be the third... And the second secret. These civilizations accelerated timelines have allowed them to evolve thousands of years beyond our present state of evolution. Okay, okay, okay. I'm looking forward to this. This sounds great. Time has been accelerating on Earth more and more. (laughs) (laughs) This is a given. Yep. And we have evolved to the point where we will soon be making contact with our galactic family. As of December 21st, 2012... The extraterrestrial self-imposed quarantine will be lifted, and it will be our energy that will determine when contact is made. There is no prediction of the future. There is only the present sensing of the energy now. Based on the sensing of the collective energetic momentum now, by about 2015, everyone on Earth will know without a doubt that ETs exist, and isolated contact will have begun, yada yada, you already know this, obviously, because it's already happened. Yeah. Well, yeah, because there's no such thing as the future, because time is accelerating, so therefore we just, like, keep catching up to the future. <laughs> <laughs> like, like the cops and Dukes of Hazard. We are making contact with ourselves. We are making contact with a higher version of ourselves. We are making contact with our future selves. <laughs> wow, it's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit of ourselves. <laughs> I, I can't hear you. You're so far into your navel. It's what's... <laughs> that was some lint in there. Is that hybrid lint? <laughs> Anyway, update on that future that's approaching. There is no future. Oh. <laughs> Big news. No future. <laughs> oh, no. The more we know that there is no time, no past, and no future, and Whoa. behave as if there is only now. Uh. Wow. I, it sounds like the ecstasy is running out right now at this moment. <laughs> <laughs> like, this, is, this is called Suicide Monday. That's what this is. Okay. Yeah. The more in alignment we will be with our galactic hybrid family, the sooner we will meet them. 
that was not a full sentence. Because our galactic hybrid family exists in the now. Daddy-o. When we move to the now, we will realize that we were already there. Here. Now. <laughs> yes, because behaving as if there's only now has worked out so well for the human race so far. <laughs> so, so now that you've uh, read that uh, terrific thing, uh, go ahead and click on that link and uh, can mm-hmm. you describe a little bit of the drawing that, you, that's, uh, that explains everything here? It's loading. It's, oh dear. <laughs> yep. So this is from an alien civilization where flowcharts start at the bottom and then they go right and then up to the left and then right to the up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so the flowchart works. Uh, so what happens in your in your flowchart here? Yeah, hang on, I'm opening opening a different link. I opened the wrong link with showed me a bunch of uh, oh. what I can oh. only see was Legend of Zelda fan art. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so um, I think it okay. So it starts at the bottom. Yep. Uh, first, there's the gray, the zeta reticuli, and the human hybrid. Wait, so the humans are already hybrids? Yes. Okay. <laughs> These hybrid kids are some Margaret Keene-looking motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, and when we will give birth to a bunch of, pr- give birth presumably to a bunch of freelancers uh, Which, who have heads like guitar picks. And, uh, and these real, are the hybrid children. Real big eyes. Yeah. Just give birth to those assholes. They probably got huge heads. That sucks. Oh my god! Yeah, imagine, imagine <laughs> the birthing. Oh. oh, no. Uh, and I think we also, at the same time, uh, will give birth to the hybrid civilization one, the Shalinaya, the Yalgul. bigger eyes. Yes, on the Phoenix Light Ship, okay, which and I then think the, might be a V. And then they give, and then they give birth to what? Birth to, yeah, hybrid civilization two, undisclosed. <laughs> it's redacted by the U.S. government. Yes. <laughs> they're like, on top repres- of things like this. Represented by an undifferentiated cloud of cigarette smoke, <laughs> uh, who will then give birth to hybrid civilization three, the Asasani, uh, Bashar civilization, uh, who will bring about civiliz- hybrid civilization four, which is also undisclosed. Who will then give birth to hybrid civilization five, which is also undisclosed but blue this time? <laughs> oh well, mm. <laughs> redacted but pretty. Uh, so this is cool. I think I think uh, this sounds uh, good. This rest sounds like. I mean, I was going to say our future, but apparently now I've been confused of what future means. <laughs> yeah, there's no future. <laughs> This is our now. There's just no future. Um, So we're going to learn something about some of these uh, children. Um, So the first child we have uh, is a child of uh, Bridget Nielsen. Uh, Nutshell, can you tell me about uh, Mapper? Mapper. One of of, of the hybrid children? Sure, but I mean, the one I really want to tell you about is Lobster. Okay, great. Well, uh, (laughs) give me both. Give me both, please. All right. All right. Well, first of all, Mapper, framework and maze generator. Mapper is a maze designer. Nope, nope. Mapper changed his name. Mapper. Mapper is a tool piece for Earth children, mother. <laughs> Mapper is a maze designer. He uses his grid gifts as a game, almost like a video game designer on Earth. Because that's how video games work. Yeah. He sets up holographic realities for his friends, fellow hybrids, to master setting up portals, and uses magical devices to foresee the next step. He is working with beings, 
in other civilizations to learn how to design the framework of various dimensions and people slash beings soul blueprints. I'm sorry. Uh, so people slash beings what? Soul blueprints. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry. Uh, was it soul blueprints? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Even better. Even better. Okay. These are maps that lays out the incarnational game board for beings themes of exploration. He is playing the higher self, and the goal of this game is to create expansion through challenges and positive reinforcement. He is something of a master of this, let's call it a dungeon? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, and then you wanted to talk about Lobster, you said? Yes, I want to talk about Lobster, the hybrid screamer! Oh, God. Oh, dear. You're very right. Oh, wow. (laughs) Wow, this this one is excited. (laughs) <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So, so the other evening, Patrick and I could feel super bright red energy around. When we conversed, I peered through the dimensional veil and saw a flash of a little boy. He had a freaked out, deer in the headlights, oh crap, you caught me red-handed kind of look. Smiley face. I heard his telepath- te- telepathic thought. Oh no, she saw me. I was assigned to Patrick. After understanding the oh, kid's d- debacle, I neutrally said to Patrick, if you're open, there's a hybrid kid ready to meet you. He took a deep breath, closed his eyes, and journeyed from his heart to the reality of the Screamer! Whoa. The first thing he reported was a giant lobster. I replied gingerly, go deeper. Into this is lobster? what Patrick discovered. <laughs> There's a different level of potency to higher dimensional colors. And this red Ugh. color that I could see in my mind's eye wasn't exactly red, as you would recognize it here in third dimensional physical reality. is much brighter and it breathes. I guess we can call it his hybrid aura. This bright candy red hybrid aura was the first palpable emanation that pierced through the veil for me to see. The red hybrid aura was screaming! The screams were from pure excitement and had the energy of a thousand roller coaster rides and a million laughs. This aura seemed to kind of act like an interdimensional extension that helped pull me into his frequency, where I was able to make a deeper connection. When I first saw his face, he was screaming with a huge smile. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That is some real mixed signal shit. It was funny. <laughs> please, please, anyone, I, you know, I know I'm, sometimes, you know, there's like F plus lives. There's like whatever. You know, if you ever see me out in the world, please don't <laughs> scream at me with a huge smile. <laughs> I really, it's really, really difficult. It was funny because immediately I recognized Bridget in him. She screams with a big smile, too. They Ooh, share huh. smiles and have a similar vivacious purity. The ocean was his power place, and his energy felt a lot like being sprayed with ocean water in the face while riding a wave runner at dangerous speeds. There's a spittle coming from his screaming. (laughs) I watched him as he swam around, screaming the water into extravagant, fluctuating designs that would breathe and dance almost like a dolphin blowing rings, except he was screaming sculptures! He would use his amphibious hands to dart around the water with hydrodynamic grace unparalleled here on Earth. I laughed in wonder as I saw him launch himself out of the ocean and use his feet like water jets, spraying waves out of them and surfing around on them above the surface. When I saw him above the water, I noticed that he had a spiral Taurus-looking thing on his forehead. Uh, He's a Junji Ito character! uh, Yay! uh, As I looked deeper into it, it pulled me in. And the next thing I knew, I was flying 
walking through a deep cave where there was a huge festival going on with thousands and thousands of dancing entities, colors, and shapes. Sadie is very worried about what I'm doing right now. She's she's on the desk looking at me. <laughs> I think we're concerned. I think we're all a little worried. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I flew back out and I realized that his third eye was a portal, Ooh, and whatever oh state oh, no. didn't really talk to me or give me any specific linear messages. It was more of an energetic thing. Uh, you before this convention, do you want to like or uh, uh, do you want to talk to a lawyer? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I feel like he was just happy to ma- have made contact with me, and I could tell that he was really excited and proud to show me how much fun he has frolicking around in his personal paradise. It's cool because now I can share with him through my third eye, and when I Ugh. get excited nope. or have a good laugh, our dimensions are close enough that I can feel him scream laughing with me. Wow! Smiley face. <laughs> And then, and then that emoji is actually called slightly smiling face. Yeah, and then there's a uh, like a really great watercolor drawing of, uh, of like yeah. a, a, a kid, a kid with like uh, mermaid hands. Uh, He's not lobster enough, honestly. Uh, surfing with a lobster. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's surfing. Seems to be surfing on top of like an ice floe. Yeah, yeah. Next to a lobster. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. lobster's just there, hanging out. <laughs> uh, hey, uh, can I introduce uh, uh, Nestor to you all? Yes. Oh, yeah. Hi, Nestor. Okay. Hey, uh, so I was channeled by Alessandra Giolioli. Um, and, <laughs> and uh, uh, okay, uh, hello! Sorry, sorry. You said your name's Nestor, but where does the emphasis actually lie in the uh, in, in that name? Oh, yeah, so it's Nestor! Nestor! <laughs> Thank you. Okay, you're right. You're right, I'm sorry. I should, yeah. Okay, so, uh, hello, uh, I am the species known as the Global Intergalactic Humanoid Central Sun Emissaries. Uh, that's a, that's Gix- a species. Gixie. Mm, we have a special mission to un- unify all fronts, all of them. Uh, there is a spiritual mission to link all beings. Fuck the to back, allow- to allow all beings in their expression of physical reality to be better able to communicate with one another intradimensionally and more. I'm a master at interdimensional travel and intradimensional. So I can just, yeah, whatever you want with these Ethernet cables. I'll bring you light and power from the grand, grand, the great grand central sun, where not only I am from, but also where I'm going to school. Wow. <laughs> Great Grandma Central. (laughs) (laughs) The suns, the central suns of all planetary systems are replicas of the one great Grand Central Sun. We relay informational codes just above the level of consciousness to sustain and awaken further the peoples of the planetary systems. We are the fountains of knowledge at the central sun. We are delegates of peace. We are en force for unification for all of the ascension plan of the universe. We are the crystal gems. (laughs) My head is very large and I'm holding a wobbly marble. Uh, Hi. Hey, what's up? It's me, Finn, with a PH, the cetacean hybrid ambassador. You see, it's a... Yes. it's It's a sound alike. Yes, homonym. Dolphin. Homonym. And then this is in quotes. This is all in quotes. So this is what I said. Dad, I want to swim with you and introduce you to my dolphin friends. 
I know you know them, but I want to show you their world through my eyes. I'm so grateful for my life and the frequency you gave me to exist in this way. It is because of you that I can be me. I just say this to you, Dad, Bridget Nielsen. (laughs) (laughs) I am a hybrid dolphin ambassador. Well, I'm connected to all the cetaceans, but specifically the dolphins, because I like to play just like them. Okay, that sounds kind of (laughs) classist. I can speak their language and pulse out a sonar-like energy radiating from my heart. Not my mouth, my heart. (laughs) My job is to teach humans how to have fun and jump and play and splash by being with me and my friends in the sea. I sometimes use the dimensional light gates in the ocean to communicate with other beings and realities, but that's more of my sister's thing. I connect to Sirius when a portal of communication appears and share what's bubbling up on Earth in different planets I explore. And and you did capitalize Sirius, so... So you yeah. pay for the you pay for the subscription. Yeah, yeah. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, I got. Uh, <laughs> I never, I never, I never miss Howard in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> I always feel you with me because you are me and I am you. We may not be connected through DNA, but I swim yeah. with you in a deeper way. Thank cool. you for my Syrian abilities and frequencies to explore and adventure through seas of energy. And then, of course, there is a drawing there of Finn. How would you describe uh, the sort of Finn's general oh. uh, look? Uh, let me let me load this page slowly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, oh. Uh, so Finn uh, was wearing a snorkel. Yeah. So Finn, I believe, is in the middle. So it sort of looks like uh, Bubsy the cat, but underwater yeah, was, with a my, snorkel. Yeah, my first instinct was Blinks the time cat, but yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, yep. Yeah, uh, Finn's Finn's uh, uh, left foot is on backwards, oh. <laughs> and is uh, and has per- apparently had uh, like the left arm has been removed, probably in a dolphin attack. So. <laughs> Well, you know, he said he can communicate with dolphins. He didn't say exactly what that communication looked like. Oh, no. You fucking dolphins! <laughs> uh, what you got, Dijon? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm I'm Rep, and I'm the Ref. Dad, oh, no. call me Ref. Rep no. the Ref. No, I'm disowning you. <laughs> oh, but you haven't even heard what I can do yet, Dad. Okay. We hybrids are being trained to play with Earth. Well, some are doing other things, but the first contact crew that I'm a part of is amped to merge with humans. (laughs) For some reason, you guys think your world is bland or something. The expressions of your planet are fascinating. Zing! There's so much to explore, it makes me zingy. Zing of the day! I think you've had enough sugar uh, already, son. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Maybe put down the coke. No, I'm the pixie sticks hybrid. <laughs> no, but this transformation and merging with us about working with with what you already are. Earth is awesome. You're awesome. My passion is adapting your competitive sports into collaboration games. <laughs> you're, you're, you're just a referee. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. He's rep the ref. Oh, not only not only does he show up to your soccer game, uh, like wearing his own referee uniform, but then he describes how he's going to make your soccer game better. 
<laughs> I just I got what? stuck on collaborative games because my first thought was just like, oh, good, because the ungame is everybody's favorite board game. What if every time the kick happened, everyone got a point? Yay! <laughs> everybody loves it in a pickup game of basketball when somebody shows up and starts giving out penalties. <laughs> <laughs> I'm helping. You thought I'd be creating a new star. Nope. I'm learning to play like humans do. Well, in a way that fits me. My biggest fascination is in the psychology and physiological shift of what you call the will to win. That is the state that we physically exist in all the time, where everything is possible and the pure channeling of source happens through our skinny bodies. It seems challenging for humans to push back the physical limitation barrier. The tit the tit to die. I notice experimenting through you and expanding your world that you're awakening beyond what you see, hear, and feel yeah. by your expanding extra senses. Rep, if you would just no, that's respect- just called maladaptive daydreaming. If you would just respect my personal barriers, <laughs> my physical limitation barriers, I would really appreciate. <laughs> You don't need to push past those. You can just you can just stay over there, okay? But but if if we work together collaboratively, then your elbow could bend the other direction. <laughs> Stop bending my elbow! Ow! Oh, don't you feel the energy? <laughs> I do feel energy. Yes, I'm supposed to go that way. Yeah, see, it isn't until humans falsified reserves are tapped that your true state of endless energy comes through when humans peak potential is boundless and beams from source energy my revelation is that games are the answers for you slash humanity your games are competitive based on fear and survival it isn't until you run out of steam in that direction that a part of you realizes that there is nothing left thus enabling transcendent access to endless energy when games are presided from a place of joy, where being in the moment is all there is. The state of infinite physical reserve is accessible. The moment is a place where beings are constantly anew and thus regenerated. The only thing that Rep cares about is sports and games. And the only thing that Rep hates is competition. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I hate it when there's a point. <laughs> sure. I am now reffing humanity's old fight of lower chakras acted out in your traditional sports games to I can play. I my own lower chakras, okay? <laughs> yes. I'm kicking you in the nuts. <laughs> <laughs> to playing from the upper chakras, your will to win seems to be the flipping point that is available in your reality. It is my passion to ref the players in various games, reminding them that fun is infinite fuel. How, how, how will you help me understand how to do this, Dad? Will you be my Olympian for quasi-physical experimentation? Ah, no, 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 no. I do not consent to that. Absolutely not. Experiment, Father! <laughs> we, will, we, we will not quasi-physically experiment, no. Oh, oh, so 
my favorite adaptive sports that I ref and am honing with the fellow freelancers when we play on Shikani our diamond baseball and the Mayan hoop. Wait, they is, are all favorite games is, to wait, play. Wait, 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 So you don't like competition. Your favorite game is the Mayan hoop? Yes. So you're talking about like Talachia, the 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 game where they uh they the beheaded would... the people yeah. who yeah, uh, like who lost yeah the winners got an orgy and the losers got death. <laughs> yes, and okay. when I I've changed the rules so that when someone wins, everyone loses their heads. <laughs> <laughs> that seems very fair. Uh. They are our favorite games to play, and I want to ready them for you, for humanity. One moment equals one rep equals one play. Dad, I love you. Let's play ball. Oh, God. We got a little bit uh, a little bit just before we move on to these parents, but there's one more child I, I want to talk to you about uh, named uh, Gorwin, the balancer of polarities. Uh, this is the I'm child of... It's not Raven, the cultural appropriator. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, birthed by uh, Sharon McCormick. Um, uh, yeah, so I'm Gorman. Uh, Gor- sorry, Gar- Gorwin. Uh, I have ex- good to excellent communication with several of my hybrid children, but when a girl I hadn't met before visited me the other night, she took it to a whole new level. I didn't realize at first a child was coming in. All I saw was a bunch of red circles surrounded by yellow circles. I thought it was probably new artwork from Cake, <laughs> which is capitalized, so, you know, the band, the, the long jacket band. <laughs> Uh, new artwork, like album artwork. Uh, one of my hybrid sons who often sends his art my way, but it didn't really look like his usual. The circles faded away. A girl's energy materialized just long enough for me to grasp it, then disappeared. I went back to sleep. She appeared again and gave me a name. Gorwin. And left. <laughs> I never had a <laughs> Your name's Gorwin! Goodbye! <laughs> Try by naming. <laughs> oh damn it <laughs> I never had a child appear twice in one night much less three times the third time she again spoke tele empathetically tele telempathically as opposed to physically and physical empathetically where like yeah. you force someone to smile with your hands <laughs> Do you remember that anima and many... Oh, sorry, this is a quote uh, from somebody. It's not attributed. So somebody said, Do you remember that anima and many other beings say that one of the best ways for humans to ensure a smooth transformation is for you both individually and collectively to learn to balance the polarities, light and dark, positive and negative, male, female, head and heart? And then maybe I said this. Yes, Get in the box! That's my joy, she said. Helping humans and others feel balanced, the polarities. <laughs> Even though I've got pretty good at most of these concepts, the male-female one is a challenge for me. What? I don't understand gender. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that, that Gorwin is a spinda, though, by the voice that uh, Lemon was using. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> You just need to remember Anima's explanation. Gorwin said, "Oh, that's what Gorwin said that, which is ah. uh, 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 you need to remember Anima's explanation." Gorwin said, 
I'm, aren't I Gorwin anyway? Yes. No, that... no, you're Gorin's mom talking about Gorwin. Oh, okay. That which is expressive without, and that which is expressive within. Oh, when you integrate the voice. Uh, no, I'm no. You don't need that voice anymore. <laughs> nobody nobody needs. Limit is balancing the voices. Nobody needs to hear that voice again. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely one of those voices that was like, I hope I can be done with this paragraph to start using that voice soon. (laughs) Uh, She described very specifically the way she wanted to be depicted in the artwork. The red and yellow circles behind her. Even though she's a girl, her face half female, half male. Clad in yellow robe, the polarity symbols around her purple background. After I remembered all that she said, I fell back into a deep sleep. The next day, I started on her portrait. Now I'm going to click on the portrait and oh my god! Oh, it looks terrible! Very blue. Oh, oh. So, 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 so when I said person make tarot cards. When I said half male, half female, you might kind of <laughs> think maybe you want to go for like an androgynous kind of like David Bowie kind of. Way. No, well, that's one way to go. Yeah. The other way would be two face from Batman. <laughs> yeah, it's la- lateral symmetry, uh, holding holding a yin in one hand and a yang in the other. <laughs> with a hard line, with a hard line down the middle. Yeah. And both the girl half and the boy half are sad about it. <laughs> you like, face if he was Dolly Parton and Biff Tannen. <laughs> it's, it's very Hedwig's tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> like, at the point that you can't even draw male and female symbols, like, maybe just work on a couple fundamentals before you start moving into people. Hey, I'm a starry-eyed seven. Sorry, cool. I'm starry. I mm. seven. seven. Uh, this one's by Michael Gaio, not by Bridget Nielsen. Oh, okay. And uh, this isn't. I think this appears to be more of a poem than a description. So yeah, it's, it's definitely. <clears throat> My daughter lit the wick of the sun. The sky was blind, but I saw her do it. She held the candle like a crayon. Those clouds moving along the horizon, she put them there with her fingers. They are cumulus and full of puff. That was my, um, that was only my imagination. I have no daughter born, really. A princess. My kingdom for a princess. Poetry, music, and other smooth rhymes gallop like horses, unbridled over slope and plain. In pastures, ideas graze like plump heifers. Royal orchids are ripe with words like apricot, persimmon, and lime. But there is no child for the kingdom's devotion. What is the king doing confined in the dungeon? His hands are shackled, his eyes stare into the wall. Perhaps he was binded, trying to see too far. Like the cyclops who squints at the bulging sun. The king is still pregnant and waiting. That was the worst alien sex fiend song I'd ever heard. So now you know about uh, Starry-Eyed 7. <clears throat> okay, so that was the children. Uh, we're going to move into talking a little bit about the parents, the parents of these children. Oh. Um, I have a I have a note here uh, from Smallest Sasquatch. Um, uh, Smallest Sasquatch wants us to know that uh, when they mentioned Bashar... Uh, many of these people initially met through events hosted by Daryl Anka, 
uh, a psychic, uh, in quotes, and possible cult leader who channels the enlightened being from the future called Bashar. The, uh, he gives people advice on their spiritual journeys, but, you know, for a fee. The, the doctor Big from Deep, Deep Space, Space Nine? Nine. Fuck, I was yeah, also going to yeah. make that joke. <laughs> <laughs> I win. What you been watching lately, guys? <laughs> Uh, uh, by the way, uh, we're not going to this one uh, in this episode. Uh, Bashar.org um, is uh, the site for this uh, sort of spiritual leader slash guru slash uh, cult uh, figure. Um, and uh, oh my. it looks like there's an episode in there. Anyway. Um, <laughs> okay, so... Um, so uh, we've we, you know we we've, we've talked a little bit about Bridget Nielsen um, yes. and uh, and nutshell. Um, why don't you talk to me? Why don't you just give me sort of the bio of Bridget Nielsen uh, herself? Won't okay. you? Okay, I'm Bridget Nielsen and I'm from Sedona, Arizona. Oh, that figures. I should have guessed that. <laughs> okay, yeah. I was born to bridge at. This transformational incarnation for me is to connect my perceived human self. I am Groff, son of Bridget. To my divine, infinite divine expression. This life, for many of us, is about incredible awakening, and the remembrance to our galactic family is a critical piece to realize we're beyond a body, Earth, space, time, and more. My puzzle piece is to bridge myself and others to the stars. Since I was little, I would blissfully cry while looking at the night sky, knowing within that there's so much more to existence. In recent years, I've remembered and deeply recalled my participation in the hybridization program and my part in it. Deeply recalled. One of my gifts Hmm. is being a medium and a connector with other realms. So I utilize this intuitive skill to connect myself and other parents with their hybrid kids. When I was truly willing for my life to explode into dream world, and I asked my heart will full responsibility of the outcome... Do I have hybrid children? My soul bursted with a new level of light and life I haven't felt since I was a child. I knew with ever fiber of my being that I have kids. (laughs) (laughs) They assist me on my path and fully empower me to be more me. Knowing that when I'm living and acting in my fullest natural expression, they will appear slash land. In early 2013, I've had many future memories of when they land and the contact communities where they'll integrate. This reality is a magical wonderland of bliss. You can read about some of my experience here. Living with my hybrid daughter, Mm. my galactic family reunion memory, and how to make contact and remember your ET experiences. Click here if you'd like to have a session with me. Smiley face. No, thanks. Click here if you'd like to read more about my children, Neo, Tio and Alice, Lily Luna, Twister, and Crystal. Twister. Oh, yeah. oh, you got a bunch more than that. I can't figure out how much it costs to have a session with you. Uh, but you do look exactly like I thought. <laughs> um, uh, what you got there, Boots? Oh, hey there. I'm Kirk Nielsen. Cool. Utah. What a fantastic life I've had. Oh, 
I've realized I can actually shift to a reality where I have hybrid children. If you know what I mean. Wow. <laughs> what I experience is all up to me. <laughs> believing is seeing, not seeing is believing. There are realities where I have no awareness of hybrid children, and there is not anything but what I could see and touch using my senses. But I didn't choose that reality. I chose to wake up to the fact that I not only have hybrid children, but I get to be with them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm experiencing because that's what I believe in. I have a lot of hybrid children, like 50 or more. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Dang, dude, you got to get around, don't you? Yeah, I don't know the exact number. <laughs> After all the mixing and matching that has been done to create the hybrids, the percentage of physical genetic material that I have left in my hybrid children ranges from a very slight 1% or 2%. Some of the kids to maybe 70 or 80% in others. Wow. Wow. You got great cum, dude. <laughs> I have very special experience where I met a group of about, <laughs> of about, I met a group of about 30 of my hybrid children. Oh my. You can see the full story of me shifting. Sorry, I read that as shitting. As shifting. <laughs> you can read a story of me shitting. <laughs> My mind wanders sometimes. <laughs> Just you like this dick! <laughs> you can see the full story of me shifting to another dimension and meeting them by clicking on the accompanying video I made about it. I'm very excited about our civilization merging with our galactic family. I am putting together communities around the world where that will make it feasible. You can check it out, all that we're doing at HarmoniousEarth.org. Hey, nope, cry again. It's not Harmonious. Oh, Harmonious Earth. Yeah, it's it's a Harmonious Earth, but hornier. Oh, it takes you to Harmonious Earth. Either that, or it's an it's, Earth that's just very in their feelings right now, and yeah, it's it's, just... it's, it's, a, it's an it's an alternate dimension Earth that's just hit puberty. <laughs> uh, what, what do you got there, Dijon? I'm Daniel Scranton. Uh, I live in Ojai, California, and I am so excited about beating my hybrid children. I had a very close encounter with some ETs in my bed one night. Ooh, well. And ever since then, I've been fascinated by their roles and participation in our world. Oh! Shortly, oh, 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 oh. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> shortly after that experience, I began studying Bashar's work, as well as the work of Wendy Kennedy, Nor Harold, Sean Swanson, Lisa Royal, Barbara Mechanic, Rob Gauthier. The list goes on. I've had the fact that I'm a hybrid parent confirmed by Norris Pleiadians and Bashar. I became a channel about eight months after my ET encounter. I have channeled many different ETs myself, and as I continue to develop as a channel, I make more and more of these psychic and energetic connections. Meeting my kids in the flesh, however, wow, that's going to be quite a hard opening experience. They'll be very disappointed in me. (laughs) Not so coincidentally, I was also a sperm donor back in the 1990s. Uh, Yeah. 
<laughs> so there are human children walking this planet that I'm also looking forward to meeting in person. Did anyone no. want your sperm, or did, no, were you just creepy. were you just informing people that they were being donated upon? <laughs> Just, just left little cups around, like on park benches. <laughs> that's free, that's a donation. Free kids. You can have that donation. <laughs> free kids. Free good home. I'm just imagining, like, like it's like a box of puppies that says "Free to a Good Home." It's just full of like cups of sperm. <laughs> <laughs> so this all sounds great, right? We're all we're yeah. all uh, sounds really good. Uh, seems like yeah. these are like fun people to hang out with, no. uh, and we want to kind of just be part of. No. You said well, yes. I think you said yes. I that's what I heard. <laughs> that's what, that's what, uh, so uh, so now that we're all uh, really into this, uh, we're actually going to go uh, uh, to Bridget Nielsen's site uh, because there is a hybrid child online course. Ooh. Yeah. So uh, so you can uh, connect to with your hybrid child and remember your star connections. So this is just <laughs> like an inner child only with aliens. Mm, but sexier, your your hybrid mm. you hybrid child can assist you through playful presence to remember the past to con- consciously create your future. But there's only yeah, now. Sense. There's only now, Lemon. Course benefits. Uh. Connect with your hybrid child. Remember your galactic heritage and soul mission. Bond with like-hearted soul family. So I'm sorry. Bond with <laughs> like-hearted soul family. <laughs> <laughs> Rekindle your own inner child. So set that fucking thing on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Cultivate your extrasensory abilities. Develop your ability to trust yourself and use your intuition. Ignite your ability to play. It's fire. Is this is this course for you? This course is for anyone who feels drawn to the hybrid children. It is designed to help you remember you place in the hybridization program and give clarity to unanswered questions surrounding your cosmic connections. If you are open, the play shop will open your childlike nature and extrasensory abilities, which grants access to real life, uh, there it is again, telepathic, telepathic, telepathic. I think they're trying to make a portmanteau word out of telepathic and empathic. It's it's working really well. It's it's very easy to read. It's it's perfect. Uh, Telepathic connection with your hybrid children. The hybrid children course includes you get you get yourself you get three connective meditations, right? You got twenty interactive videos. I'm not sure how the videos are interact. I guess you can pause them. Yeah, <laughs> you can you can pause. You, you can, can scrub. You can like play them at double seconds. speed. Yeah, yep. <laughs> so many ways to interact. Uh, there's a digital activity playbook. That's really good. Okay. Uh, you got access to the Hybrid Play Shop Facebook group. That gets an exclamation point because that's how exciting that is. Um, then there's the Pow Wow Interactive Hybrid Game, which sounds very appropriated, so that's mm-hmm. nice. Um, and then you I get bet, two. I bet Pow Wow's like a fucking app or something. Ooh, Pow Wow. Well, I'm going to look it up in a minute. But uh, then you get two different recorded group calls. So, like, we had a Zoom and then we recorded it. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, so how much would you pay for that? Wow, I would pay upwards of, of less than a dollar for that. 
Okay, okay. Well, I think you said $247. That is no, what it's I, normally. I, I that is not. what it normally is. Normally it's $247, but you can get this only $97. Wow, what a bargain. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, hey, F plus? Yep. Yeah. It's time for recipes! <laughs> wow, this is the document that just keeps giving. It really does. Thank it's you, smallest Sasquatch. I appreciate yeah. it. All oh, right, pa- Powell um, pa- well was the instant messenger that John McAfee made in like the nineties. Oh, <laughs> oh wow! I don't think really? that's what they, I don't think that's what they mean here. I don't think that nah, works anymore. That's probably not what they mean. <laughs> oh, I I I would bet a small amount of money that it is. But. Yo, we'll communicate with you on ICQ. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so nutshell, I'm going to give you a choice here. Uh, there's, yes. uh, we got, we got five different recipes we can go through. Uh, oh these are all, these are all recipes from, uh, I believe they're all from Bridget Nielsen. Yes, they are all from, uh, BridgetNielsen.com. Uh, so your choice, um, one is medicinal and digestible <laughs> black beans. I'm so tired so, of all these beans that just slip right through my digestive system. <laughs> just made of pure olestra. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's uh, that's one option. Uh, the other option is a raw fig pistachio walnut pie. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at one that, that's got me super interested. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, it's the last one. It's it's called quinoa crust pizza with raw cultured pesto sauce, vegan, oh. gluten free. But okay. it's vegan free. Yeah, vegan and gluten free. Can't make it either of those people. Be free, why is, vegans. Why is your why is your pesto cultured? <laughs> well, let's find. I'm curious let's too. Let's find out together. <laughs> this recipe makes crust and toppings for two pizzas. Creates ten to sixteen servings. I create extra for the next night. That's you can have all ingredients pizza. if you want one. To 1.5 pizzas instead of two to three. If you can, please use all organic non-GMO ingredients. Slight smiley face. Mm. The cultured quinoa crust. If you have challenges with quinoa, you can make this crust out of soaked almonds, sunflower seeds, black wild rice, gym socks. I don't think I have the challenges. I think quinoa itself has the challenges. <laughs> Whatever works for you. In this recipe, we'll culture the crust, which makes it more digestible. Oh, yes, okay. Three cups of dry quinoa. That's quite a Quin- bit. Quinoa. One pound. <laughs> Sunflower seeds are all oh, no. Wow. Soak overnight <laughs> okay. for, to, for five to seven hours before making. Is this for squirrels? <laughs> uh, uh, one half cup apple cider vinegar. You're making pizza, right? Three to six. <laughs> we're making the pizza crust right now, okay. darling. Um, three to six cups. Three to six garlic cloves, depending on your garlic preference. One third cup olive oil, one half cup palm butter, one cup, okay. no, one, one, one tablespoon Celtic sea salt. Very important that it be Celtic, okay. darling. You don't want yeah. any uh, of the, this this nasty rubbish table yeah. salt that has been polluted by the hoi polloi. Yeah, no, it has to be. It has to be approved by the Boston Celtics. <laughs> So much and oil. raw sauerkraut. 
optional. Well, of course, it's the recipe what? a yummy, slightly sourdough flavor. What, what the hell would make sauerkraut like? What would the difference between raw and not raw sauerkraut be? Oh, uh, raw uh, sauerkraut that's been fermented, but it hasn't been cooked yet. I don't know. Do you? I mean, so this is. Do you cook it? Well, you heat it up if you're eating it with like oh, okay, pots yeah, or whatever. Okay, okay, so sure. I don't know. So this is like three pounds of pizza crust, yeah. right? Okay. I mean, These are that very much small quinoa, pieces. That much quinoa alone. I mean, once that stuff hydrates, it's just like real big. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, all right. Chicago deep dish cultured quinoa <laughs> crust. <laughs> Cook three cups of dry quinoa, one cup dry to two cups water, makes about nine cups cooked, and let cool. Combine all ingredients above in a food processor. Jesus Christ, better than batches. Uh, You may need need to do two rounds of grinding in the food processor. This recipe makes a lot. You also might need a new food processor. (laughs) So now you have sticky... Slightly creamy, slightly sour dough. Ooh, sticky, icky, icky. Why do you not have quotes around it? A butter up pizza tray or light or baking sheet with palm butter. Butter up pizza tray. (laughs) (laughs) Spread a one half inch thick layer onto sheet, or if you like thicker or thinner crust, go for it. Before placing in the oven. Sprinkle dried oregano, thyme, and basil on top, like in picture to the right. Oh, good, there's a picture. We'll have to look at that later. Mm-hmm. Place an oven at 365 degrees for 25 to 30 minutes. Quinoa crust takes longer than normal crusts because you're basically baking porridge. It yeah. may be golden brown on top, but make sure it is cooked all the way through and not still gooey. What the fuck? What the fuck makes any of this pesto? It's not. That's just the crust. Yeah. The no, crust. we're just yeah, doing the crust. The we're coming up to pesto. Oh, yeah, we, oh sorry. We, you're right. Okay. Oh, we're God. only on oh, stage God. one oh, of stage of three stage <laughs> recipe. This has three stages to it. Oh, no. <laughs> Actually, it's okay. Wait. I mean, some of the ingredients repeat, and so you can use them again. Okay. Um, I, um... <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's just some unattributed ingredients here. <laughs> The raw, the raw vegan pesto, because you, regular pesto is is not raw. You, you promised me some cultured fucking pesto. Yeah. yeah well, no. okay. All right. <laughs> All right. The raw vegan pesto, while crust is in the oven, combined in blender, blend all ingredients. Once blended, add olive oil to vary in for extra frothiness and disturb what? the integrity of its makeup. Oh That's, yes, uh, the integrity. Yeah. Uh-huh. No. What? <laughs> no, you, you, That's you, called they, emulsification, lady. They get that extra frothy pesto. Uh, <laughs> this makes about one half gallon of pesto sauce that you can use to make more pizzas, or use it for kelp noodle pasta and vegetable dip. Oh, You're just going to slip kelp in there like it's no big deal. There's so much, there's so much head on my pesto. If you like it less creamy and more green, double the greens and have the seeds. 
All right. Okay. Well, I don't. I I don't think you probably need to give me the ingredients because oh. I know how to make pesto, right? Oh, I mean, no, not we all know how way. to make I mean, pesto, right? Yeah. Well, first you have to. to it's to only three things. Pre- rigorously prepare your colon for a week. <laughs> um, so it's just it's just basil, it's olive oil, then some sort of nut, right? Darling, you're so wrong. Oh. One pound raw pumpkin seeds, pine nuts. Wow. Oh, god damn, they are rich if they can waste the pound of pine nuts on this. Yeah. Cashews or walnuts. Something well, remember, nice pine nuts. Pine nuts can be substituted with raw pumpkin seeds. It's totally the same thing. Yeah, yeah. it is. Or it cashews. Is. Or walnuts. Yeah. Yeah. Soak the night before, or five to seven hours before making. Two big bins of fresh bins. basil. That's that's capital letters. This has to be like a Trader Joe's kind of quantity. <laughs> or add fresh arugula, kale, cilantro, oregano, no. spinach, go to cola, uh, iceberg lettuce, um, uh, <laughs> lime fruit by the foot. You know anything yeah. green? <laughs> so, yeah. So so the measurement of, of fresh basil is a big bin, and you'll yes. need two of those. Yes. But I'm, if you can't I'm get the a dumpster. <laughs> if you can't get if you can't get the big bins of fresh basil, that's okay. Just put arugula in there. It's the yes. same thing. Oh, Anything green, it's it's literally the yes. same thing. Oh, same spinach, flavor, same whatever. Thing. Yep. Oh, I'm just I'm just I'm like picturing a <laughs> a pesto made of arugula and pumpkin seeds. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> Two lemon. That's darling. Uh, juice and one half of the rind if the lemon is organic. Yeah, because otherwise the outside is made of poison. No, yeah. We can't wash our fruit. No. Two to three cloves of garlic or four. <laughs> one use a bulb, but I'm crazy. Yes, yes, well, yes I am. Um, one use a bulb? Two tablespoons balsamic vinegar. Only oh, two tablespoons? Two tablespoons? One <laughs> tablespoon raw apple cider vinegar. <laughs> One half teaspoon of <laughs> Celtic sea salt. Tablespoon, sorry. Tablespoon okay. of... Kel- Actually, I can't tell from what I've written whether I meant tablespoon or teaspoon. Um, oh, well, we'll just go with it. Uh, <laughs> Celtic sea salt. Again. Mm-hmm. Water. To get the blender going, start with <laughs> one fourth to one half cup. And then one third cup olive oil. Process and toppings. So if your if your mix is too dense that your blender doesn't go, <laughs> that's okay. Just fix that by pouring water on top of it, and then it's fine. Yes, it's and uh, we're getting to the last part, which which brings up one of my favorite tenets of raw cooking, which is if the temperature is low enough or you only stick it in there long enough for it to become a hotbed for bacteria, it's still yeah. raw. Also, you baked your uh, crust. Yes. Oh, for that's, thirty minutes. The crust is not raw, but the toppings are. Oh, okay. You see, well, you see, not salt. That, that's the cultured part. Is that it is growing bacteria? Oh, okay. <laughs> right. Okay. Good, good. But that, that, makes that, that, that raw sauerkraut that you put in there became unraw. Does that does that, <laughs> does that spoil the crust? <laughs> yes. yes. Uh, depending on your crust thickness, about eight to ten minutes before it looks done, take it out of the oven. Slap on a nice layer of the pesto sauce. Place in the oven for three to five minutes to let the sauce warm and merge with the crust. <laughs> take it out one more time to put on toppings. Toppings! They're so fun! They're like 
patty for my pizza. I love them. Put in the oven for another three to five minutes to soften and warm vegetables. My goal is to keep the sauce and veggies as raw as possible while still making them warm and digestible. And then I have a nice little list of topping possibilities for you. Fresh basil, spinach, (laughs) red bell pepper, olives, my favorite, Mm -hmm. onion slices, sun-dried tomatoes, cherry tomatoes, broccoli, and of course, kale. Okay, okay. Mm. So now this is, this is like, I would say like a foot and a half tall. (laughs) (laughs) Depending on the pan you use. With, with just like, with like, uh, my, my mother, my mother, uh, used to make, um, that layered jello stuff where, you know, it was like, there was mm-hmm. an orange layer and then there was a green layer and then there was a yellow layer. Yeah, like, that's, that's kind of what that's I'm imagining. Good. That's good. The layered jello is good. Sure. Sure. And, and this also has colors. Yes. In it. And aliens love it. In fact, you could probably tell a person is an alien if they ask for seconds of this. I am. There, there are photos, and I'm desperately trying to figure out what the white stuff you dolloped on top is. Oh. <laughs> is it just the quinoa oozing through, or is it maybe... It's big lumps of white it's, stuff. It's, it's, just, it's uh, just bacteria just leaking from yeah, the crust. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's just, yeah, the, yeah, there's a picture of this, and there's nothing that she's describing that's white. So, I guess that's pus? I don't know. Uh, yeah, it looks like fucking creme fraiche. Okay. That's, a, yeah. that's a lot of it. Yeah. Just too proud to get it. I have a... So, like... Uh, like, raw foods things, like... like uh, uh, Sun-dried tomatoes seems to come up a lot. And, yeah. like, cause, you know, it counts as raw food because it was, I yep. guess, cooked well, by the sun. And, and, well, I mean, to be fair, mm-hmm. sun-dried tomatoes do nice, add a little, nice little pop flavor and stuff. They're, yeah, they're yeah, good. Yeah. And, they're, and, they're, and they're cooked by Mother Gaia, so yeah, they, yeah. They're, they're good. Yeah. And, and it makes me wonder if there's, like, raw food people that, like, like build, like, elaborate mirror contraptions to actually cook food. And we're like, <laughs> oh, no, it's do. raw. <laughs> okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, amazing. <laughs> yes, they do. I, yeah. When I was a kid, I was fascinated with this uh, cookbook, which was... Was a Shakespeare-themed raw food cookbook. So it was kind of the Venn diagram of weirdo medieval people and weirdo vegan people. Imagine how bad that that writer's jacket smells. <laughs> oh, I see they've got a they've got a recipe for raw cultured vegan cheese. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, well, first, Dijon, Dijon, yeah, what you got? Now, first, though, I'd like to tell you all how to make some raw chocolate Easter eggs with coconut filling. Oh boy! This recipe creates one to two dozen eggs. I, can you can you make can you make raw chocolate? Is that <laughs> is it physically possible? Uh, <laughs> there is a thing that people call raw chocolate. Yeah, oh, I guess we'll find out. There, okay, there okay, needs okay, to great. be extreme quotes around this. <laughs> Okay, okay. I mean, this doesn't have carob in it, does it? You do have to make it in the nth dimension, um, where physics are different. <laughs> just, get your, just get your children to Apparently do it. Apparently cooking the chocolate in a double boiler doesn't count as yeah, yeah, yeah. cooking it. Depending on the season, you may need to double boil the coconut oil and the honey, which can be done together by boiling a pan of water and placing a glass bowl inside. I'm going to explain how to put your pants on. So that's, yeah. 
Make sure that the class bowl sits on the edges so the bowl so, isn't directly in the boiling water. That's called you're gonna, cooking. You're gonna so, want to turn. You're gonna want to turn the knob to the right to get the fire started. It's gonna make like uh-huh. a tick, tick, tick sound. What I'm getting here is that that you can call anything raw as long as it starts out raw. So I'm yeah. just gonna oh, hey. start. I'm gonna start calling all my food raw. Yeah, I'm a raw chef. That's great. Yeah, so I, uh, I, I, I turned the sink on, but uh, the water's not going in the pot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have to put it under there? Fuck! I know it's hard to operate in this dimension, but give it a shot. <laughs> Just my I'm hands. Bully, the bowl sprite! <laughs> I love putting bowls underwater! <laughs> I have to produce a new alien child that shows me how to use the faucet. <laughs> So to make this, you're going to need four cups of raw coconut flakes. No. (laughs) No, I'm not. (laughs) A unique sensation for your digestive system when you've got that much fat and that much fiber at the same time. (laughs) Fucking fucking eat it like Big League (laughs) Chew. Just... (laughs) 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 To pair with the digestible beans, the non-digestible coconut. (laughs) One tablespoon of raw coconut oil. Sure. Two tablespoons of raw honey or maple syrup, which is not raw. Because they taste the same. Mm. No, no, Um, maple syrup is is pure sap straight from the tree. What are you talking about? (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) One half cup of raw nut butter, all capitalized. Hell yeah. I love macadamia nuts, almond, or sunflower. If you want, go for peanut. Wink. One teaspoon of vanilla bean. <laughs> Just crave it in there. <laughs> or extract. A pinch of sea salt. Either or. <laughs> I, I oh, love, not not I Celtic love the Yeah, I don't... This person knows you can't just sub one for one vanilla bean for extracts, all right? I, I love I love the leathery chew that whole vanilla beans give off the infection. <laughs> uh, mold into whatever size eggs you desire. Great. So, okay, okay, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Okay, so I've got the coconut flakes, the coconut oil, the honey. Uh-huh. It's then basically just really shitty no-cook uh Then there's, cookies. like, almond butter. So you're saying that I do that, and then I just get in there with my hands and just, like, wham, like, mm-hmm. just ram out some eggs with it? Yep. That's right. Mm-hmm. Or, yep. or okay. one very large egg, if you desire. <laughs> also good. Yeah. <laughs> Place on baking sheet with wax paper and let set in freezer for five minutes. If the dough is too runny, place in fridge for five minutes for a firmer, moldable texture ellipses. See, that actually removes, like, the effect of any cooking that might have happened. You're uncooking it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh! Oh! Like it. Yeah. It's like it's like the end of Ferris Bueller where they drive the car backwards. Sure, it's like being a born-again yeah. virgin. Ha <laughs> ha! Tell us about the raw uh, chocolate sauce. Now it's time, sauce. For ma- time to make the colon colon raw chocolate sauce colon colon. <laughs> What's an emoji? Uh, and then this is surrounded by tildes, so I just pronounced this double boil. It's, wait, so raw chocolate <laughs> sauce, double boil. Yes, double boil. See, I told you double boiling doesn't count. As long as it's low temp. You three, three to four tablespoons of raw honey. Sure. Uh, one nugget of cacao butter. A quarter pound in waist, or a half cup in size. Hee hee! I found cacao! 
cacao. <laughs> <laughs> it's cacao. And then three to four nuggets of cacao paste, one pound in weight or two cups in size. That's one pound. That's a lot. Paste comes in nuggets? Apparently. Uh, (laughs) If you do enough panning, yeah. Bizarre (laughs) form of measurement. And then one tailspoon of maca? Maca? It's something that it's... It's like I feel a like hot that's like mock, mock, maca root comes I've up seen, a lot. I've just, yeah. I mean, recipes. it's definitely Trader Joe's thing. Uh, yeah, I think it's, yeah, I think yeah. it's like um, it's like uh, a hot drink thing or something. I, I, yeah, I think it's a. It's, it seems like it's. I'm googling around. Like it looks like it's kind of close to like kale, maca root. Oh, anyway, so oh, I just yeah. there's one tablespoon of McDonald's. So I like I like that the your process of making chocolate is to take the parts of chocolate and squish them back together. Yes. <laughs> well, I mean, that way you can make sure there's no evil evil chemicals. I guess that's hybridiz- that's hybridization. Yeah. yeah, that's okay. Chemically separating all my food to pick out all the poisons. Yep. <laughs> this makes enough to have extra for hot fudge Sundays. <laughs> As in the day. Uh, just have hot fudge every Sunday with coconut bliss. And keep it in the fridge and place in warm water when you want a chocolate sauce on hand. Okay, okay. So stir on low until melted together. Add more sweet or more bitter, whatever you prefer. Pull out your jars that say sweet and bitter. Sweet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Drizzle or dunk the cool eggs in the chocolate and indulge. Wink. Wow, how indulgent. So, mm. so, you know, credit, they did actually use chocolate. It's just they did it in a stupid way. Yeah. Uh, yep, yep, yep. I still don't. Was, what about that is raw? <laughs> Everything was cooked. There's nothing in this that's raw. It, it, like I said, it all started out raw. <laughs> can I get some raw honey so I can cook it, please? Everything. Everything needs to be two degrees of separation from fire. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You gotta, you gotta, <laughs> your heating method has to be as inefficient as possible. Yeah. <laughs> Look, the important thing is that it took together. forever. Which yeah. which kind of makes sense, considering the origin of raw foods and stuff like that. What do we learn from any of this, F+. I expected all like the courses on uh, Bridget Nielsen's website to be more expensive than they are. But like, the, the one says, like, usually 240-something dollars, but, mm-hmm. but, but it's 97. But the other ones are like $27 and like $47. Yeah. And I was expecting... Huh. Uh, much bigger money, and it and it was, really and it really seems like there's there's literally four people that follow them. So I don't know where they get their money. Yeah, I mean she's got she's got courses. She's got courses. Um, I think that uh, you know, I mean, COVID took a toll on a lot of things. So like possibly that. You know that's uh that's been a thing. But uh, I agree. I mean that this is not uh uh it's not money first. These people. Um. That that doesn't seem to be their primary uh, motivator. Um, I would say that their primary mo- like like if you want to fuck in the woods, like just go ahead. Like I don't think you need to do this cult shit around it. Like <laughs> it seems extraneous, don't you think? Well, I mean, they're just they're tr- they're trying to be the affordable UFO cult. <laughs> okay, okay. So you, you don't know? have to sell I mean, everything. You, you can't you can't indoctrinate people if you charge too much money. Like, it's, it's, I mean, the whole thing is, like, it's a fairly, like, as you said, Boots, like, a fairly small community of 
you know, probably like maybe two dozen people that are kind of into this like dumb thing. And that's okay. Uh, it's silly, but they don't, don't seem to be hurting anybody. Mm-hmm. But like, but like also, I don't know how strongly they even believe in any of these particular convictions. Like, they're just sort of playing around with these ideas. When it seems like I think you guys just want to go camping, right? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I feel I feel like this is kind of like the next logical step from like reborn doll moms. Oh, or like, yeah. Like now, now my my fake child doesn't even have a body. My my fake yeah. child is a concept. Well, and they and they look like re like like reborn dolls too. Like there's <laughs> there's so many of these of these terrible terrible drawings, uh, and they're they're meant to be cute. I mean, they're obviously like like so, like somebody was like, well, I know that big eyes look cute, so therefore these things have fucking big eyes. <laughs> and uh, and I don't I don't. I think that I think that sometimes some of our subjects, like if you know, like these people probably do believe this particular thing. I don't know that I necessarily think that these people believe it exactly. It seems like they're kind of playing around with this idea, um, mm-hmm. or at least maybe I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt in that particular case. No, I think you're right, but I think they're also well aware that it's going to attract people who will deeply believe in it. Sure, and as we learned from the very beginning, simply by going to the website, you're already participating yeah, you've, in it. You've, so. you've, yeah, you're already a parent. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a fucking, it's a fucking shrink wrap agreement. It's a frozen uh, child. Yeah, and if and if you've been to the website and want to tell us about your hybrid children, you should come to Ball Pit. How do I get to Ball Pit? On the web. Okay, thanks. Wow. Um, hey, boots. <laughs> Hey boots. Uh, hey, I like things. I like things that are kind of fun. Oh uh, yeah. I went. I went to the site called Kind of Fun, and it was kind of fun. Yeah. And that's okay. But I didn't go back ever because I was like, well, the guy that made that probably doesn't like spend entire days working on it. No, actually, so, that's not true. I know the guy that made it, and he's yeah. uh, recently put a lot of work into comparatively famous and put some uh, put some like uh, like some special themed rounds in it. So oh, man, that's awesome. Yeah, so if you want to play with only Georges or Oops All Richards, uh, you can you can now try comparatively famous again, and it's very oh, fun. That's Ooh. very cool. Hey, also also I really love uh, exercises and futility that are pretending to be video games. <laughs> yeah, yep. <laughs> I, want, I want a video game whose Especially entire purpose is. I want a video game whose entire purpose is to depress me. Is that possible? Yeah, yeah. Uh, coming soon, or probably uh, actually there at this time, because that's how time works, and we're not great at getting these episodes out fast. You can, no future. Uh, you can go to Kind of Fun and find Sisyphus Clicker. Yep, that's the name of yep. it. Yep. Uh, Sisyphus Clicker, where you can click, and Sisyphus will push a boulder up a mountain. Okay, bye.
I got two pet sharks. Your mom lets you have sharks in the house, dude. Man, yeah, what? Come on, man. This, this song's over, man. Come on, you're not the friend. Anymore. 